This is episode 244 of the AWS podcast, released on May 20th, 2018. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the AWS podcast. Simon Leisha here. Great to have you with me as always. And I'm joined by a very special guest. I'm joined by John Calhoun, all the way from Washington, D.C., and he's a solutions architect, part of our public sector partner team. And he's here to talk to us about something very cool. But first, welcome, John. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Good to have you here. Now, you're on board the podcast today because you and the team have worked on something very, very cool, which is a question and answer bot. Now, obviously, bots are something very popular in terms of multi-channel solutions and customer engagement and citizen engagement as well. Uh, They look cool, they're useful, but they can be hard to build. But you and the team have actually gone ahead and built something that customers can and have deployed in production. So maybe let's start with what a Q&A bot is, and then we're going to get into some super detailed architectural conversations. So what is it? Yeah, so so the Q&A bot is a question and answer chatbot. And so the idea here was, you know, something incredibly simple, but done incredibly well. And it's a project that, like a lot of things at AWS, it, it came from customers. So we had um, a customer, the American Heart Association, and they wanted to build a chatbot. Um, and through a couple of events, um, I started working with some people in our ProServe department. Um, so this project was sort of a collaboration between me as an SA and Bob Strahan as a ProServe consultant. So we, we built out this, this chatbot initially for American Heart Association. From there, we wrote a blog post about it and published the code. And people have loved it, have been using it, and not just you know as a demo, but you know bringing it into production, um, working with several customers even now, um, adding new features to it um, to meet their use cases. So that's sort of the. So this, is the that, so this is something that um, that customers can deploy, and there is uh, cloud formation and source code and everything. So we'll put the link to the both the blog post and the GitHub link in the show notes. But John, let's talk architecture and. As tempting as it is to start with the fancy front-end interactive part, obviously a Q&A bot is only as good as the Qs that it can accept and the As that it gives. So maybe let's start with the brains. Like where does the information that the Q&A bot use start from? Maybe maybe work us from the backwards to the front. How does that sound? Yeah, that sounds great. And it's super exciting to sort of take the gloves off and dive into architecture on this one. So the the let's do it. <laughs> the basic component <laughs> is we have Lex, which is our chatbot service, sitting in front of Elasticsearch, which is a search engine. And it's about as simple as we use Lex to take in the user's question, and we send that question to Elasticsearch, and we respond back with the answer. So really, so really- Elasticsearch is the thing is the thing that's the repository of of information, really. Correct. Yeah. And the way we store, you know, content in there is as a, as a document that has a number of questions and a single answer. And our Elasticsearch query searches across both the questions and the answers for all those documents. And we found to sort of play around with it, that worked really well. It worked almost shockingly well, shockingly well. So users don't have to ask the exact question you, you know, you put down there. They can ask pretty different, pretty fuzzy questions, and you'll get pretty good answers. So as long as you know what, so this is probably really useful for um, uh, help desk type applications or definitions of things, etc., where 
the answer is precise, but the question can be asked in many different formats. Yeah, you know, and it's not the most amazing of solutions. So we're not pulling, you know, answers from anywhere and everywhere. It fits this use case where I have, I know the types of questions my customers are asking, and I know the answers to those, but I need to deliver it um, in a more efficient way. So call center use cases, you know, website frequently asked questions. Um, those are all really served well by Q&A bot. It gives you a really strong answer really quickly, really simply. I guess you could if you wanted to automate or or some or semi-automate the loading of that Elasticsearch service with, you know, if you're, for example, capturing call center records and you're picking up common questions, et cetera, you could load them as well. But this is kind of the initial version of this is, is designed for, I guess, almost like the old-fashioned expert system where you kind of know the types of questions you're going to get and you you pre-populate it. Is that, would that be the fair assessment? Exactly. And you're right, like this is sort of a starting place. We have a lot of customers asking, you know, you know, how do we ingest unstructured documents or call center data? So we're sort of working with them with different different ways to use the AWS ecosystem to solve those specific um, challenges. Um, For sure. So if the brains is is Elasticsearch, talk to us about the cool stuff, which is the the interactive part and the ability to just write in questions or ask questions. Yeah. How does that work? So, yeah, so there, so there's a, there's two sort of main interfaces to the Q&A bot. One is, you know, the client side. So that's the actual chat window where you type in questions, you get answers. And then the other is, our, is the content designer um, interface. So we'll start with the client. So the client is actually another um, separate open source project, um, the AWS Lex web UI project. Um, so we're using that to build our um, chat window in a really simple way. And that we're hosting out of, API Gateway and S3. And maybe before we go into the content designer, um, so we have a whole API built to manage um, Q&A bot. So everything from um, importing and exporting documents, editing documents, getting rebuilding the LexBot, all those types of things you can do through this API Gateway. And then we have this administrative page for designing content that sits on top of that API. So that's a, a cool way to just run and manage. So this is not sort of where you've got to hack into you know, Elasticsearch itself, et cetera. You can literally configure it through the API and get up and running. And then the interface itself is hosted out of uh, a static S3 website, which is probably the cheapest and most scalable way you're going to go in terms of hosting that. Yeah, so it's a it's a whole serverless architecture. And we, we talk about you know technical details. So we serve the content from S3, but through API Gateway. And one of the reasons we did that is a lot of customers have very specific rules about not having open access to S3, which they should. So we would launch these templates in their in their account and they would immediately get shut down because you have a world open S3 bucket. So we found that actually putting the bucket behind the API Gateway allowed them to sort of continue that secure perspective. Absolutely. And you, you're also using Amazon Cognito to to do some validation as well. So maybe talk us through how that yeah. plugs together in terms of what the external customer view is, would be. Yeah. So, you know, whenever you create an administrative, you know, interface, the big thing you need is you need a login. You need some way to secure that. So we use um, Cognito, which is our managed user pool service. And it also provides us a login page. So when you go to the administrator page, first you go to this Cognito login page that has the password and the username and the forgotten password. 
and all those nice features there. And then when you authenticate, it redirects you to our actual administrative page and it puts the credentials in the URL there and we, we pull them from there. So again, a really cool service that allowed us to build this out really nicely. And we know we have some enterprise comp- customers who you know, use Active Directory heavily and they can actually um, federate access into Q&A bot um, through our AWS single sign-on service, connecting that to Cognito so they can use their on-premise Active Directory authentication mechanisms with Q&A bot. That's, that's very cool. Now, one of the things we've spoken about so far is obviously using Lex and the web client UI as the front end. So that's that's our sort of bot-centric, you know, ask a question, get an answer type interaction, which is pretty cool. However, uh, many of the new and, and funky folks at home will have uh, various Alexa-enabled devices, be it the Echo Dot, um, the Echo, even the cars these days are having it. So uh, the Alexis capabilities kind of all over the place. How hard is it to hook this into the Alexa ecosystem? Incredibly simple. About as easy as we could make it. And we spent a lot of trying, a lot of time trying to make it very easy. And and the reason we did that is, you know, we have this we have this vision with customers to have a, you know, the analogy we use is, you know, a single room but with many doors. So companies now have customers who have all different ways they want to interact with them but they don't want to have a different content repository for each one of those interactions. So Q&A bot is really part of this system where they have this, you know, one area, one repository of information. So the Elasticsearch um, cluster, but they could interact it with it on the website through the Lex web UI or Alexa devices or various chat systems or some crazy other custom thing. Um, they would all use the same content. Um, and as far as setting up um, Alexa, all you have to do is in the designer UI, we have instructions in there of exactly how to set it up. We already have the Lambda function that implements the scale. We actually export the schema and everything. Um, so it's a lot of just click, copy, and paste. And it works with... like that's uh, it, Yeah, it's really cool. And it works with like the dot um, as well as the show. So if you, have, you can have response cards and return back pictures um, as well cool. with the show. And one of the things I like about that architecture is that it... it uses, as you said, the, the, the same back end um, and makes it so you're not sort of having to have multiple copies of data and different different channels don't require different back ends, which makes it nice and elegant from that perspective. Yeah, and and, and our, another theme too through this project is, you know, the people who own this content and are trying to get it to their customers aren't always super technical people. So we really, we you know, this is all about really empowering them to create these bots. So all you really need to know to use Q&A bot is, you know, how to log into the console and launch a CloudFormation template. So a lot of this work of setting up the designer UI, all this Alexa integration, it's been a lot of effort to make this as easy for customers as possible. And that's what we love to have is a nice, uh, a nice easy CloudFormation template to launch, and then you can go and, uh, and have at it from there on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And what would you say, you know, complete question without notice, what, what was your biggest lesson learned through building this particular solution from, I guess, a more general architectural perspective? I think there was a number of lessons learned. And, and it was all revolving. This was, this was probably my first, like, huge project. So this cloud information template is, like, you know, 20,000 lines long. It's, it's, it's a giant Whoa. project. <laughs> 
So that's some serious team planning. <laughs> yeah. So it was, just, you know, so there's some of these lessons learned of well, what, how does a project look like at that scale? Um, so one lesson learned was only use nested templates if you're really going to be using those sub templates somewhere else. So in the very first version of the spot, I think there was something like 20 different templates that all work together, which worked, but it turned to be, it turned out to be a lot of maintenance, just, you know, controlling the wiring between all of them and um, maintaining them. Um, so that turned out to be less than effective. So it turned out to be better to have, you know, one giant template, but no one wants to write a 2000 line JSON document or, or new, YAML, if that's your thing. So what we ended up doing is, is we have this whole system of scripts that actually build the template that builds Q&A bot. Um, so if you, you know, the repository is open source and everyone can look at it. But if you go through there, you can see we have a whole directory of scripts and stuff that build all the individual components together. Um, or you could just use uh, YAML instead of JSON. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah that'll, that'll fix it all. <laughs> but I, I, there's a couple of interesting things you can do with that. So like, again, like getting super technical, you know, in an API gateway in a cloud formation, you, the stage and deployment resources need to be deployed after you've created all the resources of the API gateway which means mm. you have to set up a lot of manual depends on clauses in that CloudFormation template. Yeah. But if you're having a script build it, what you can do is you can have a script that scans through all the resources, finds all the ones that are type API gateway resource, pull out its logical ID and add it to the list of depends on for that um, deployment. So, it, you know, I can just add oh, very nice. and the script will automatically respond and add um, things appropriately. Well, sounds like uh, our listeners can get some benefits just from those scripts alone, even if they don't want to build a, uh, a Q&A bot. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> that was the only way, it, like sort of for a long time, I was the only one working with it. And that was the only way I could maintain and work with such a huge project. So I think, yeah, if you're building large templates, like check out the repo and see if that makes sense to you. Very cool. Very cool. Well, John, we'll, uh, we'll put those links in the show notes and um, customers can do pull requests and all that other good stuff as well, can't they? Yeah, yeah. We... We, we love that. So we've had a number of customers actually contribute um, back to it. So absolutely. Excellent. Well, John, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast again. Thanks for having me. And thanks everyone for listening. We do love to get your feedback at AWS podcast at amazon.com. And until next time, keep on building.